0: Matt, this is Solid Weiger. I have a new mission for you. Mission? An entire month dedicated to the works boring, boring, of legendary... Boring, d- boring. Hold on, I'm getting another... Someone else oh, is... Uh, okay. Someone else is calling. Hold Weird, on. Weird, all right. Uh, Hello?
1: It's still me.
0: Oh, hold on. I'm just... You know, I'm going to put this boring, to voicemail. Boring, boring. Okay, I'm not... Hold on, let me try to mute my notifications. Okay, here we go. Okay, uh, an entire month dedicated to the games bring, of Hideo bring, Kojima. Bring, bring. I still, Dude. I'm still. Is that you? Is, no, that, you or is not, bring, that me?
1: It's not me. Do you want to? Do you want to call me back? You want to hang Why up? Why don't and call I? Me back? Yeah,
0: I'll hang up. I'll try you again. Okay, bring, bring, so I'll just call you bring, in, a, in a second here.
1: Okay. okay. Bring,
0: bring, bring, bring. Matt, this is Solid Weiger. I have a new mission for you.
1: Okay, well, I got that part. you can just kind of pick up from where you were going. I, I yeah, but sh- <laughs>
0: <sighs> um, sh- now it just keeps it doesn't stop. Now it's just constant. I can't. Con- you know what? Abort the mission. The, that's it. Mission aborted. Matt, are you there? Matt? Matt!
2: Matt! We infiltrate outer heaven and destroy the ultimate weapon in MSX2 classic Metal Gear. To begin, Hideo Kojember on How Did This Get Played?
0: Welcome to How Did This Get Played, a long-form discussion of games bad, strange, and notable. I'm Nick Weiger, along with Heather Ann Campbell.
2: Whoa, Whoa. what was that? What was that?
0: Whoa, holy shit. Are you Guys, trying to get ahead of
2: the trolls, man? Are you trying to get ahead of them?
0: Things are changing around here.
1: <laughs> oh, shit. Weiger put his big boy pants on.
0: That's right. Uh, I don't know. But we'll, we'll see. People probably, podcast listeners being what they are and being so used to things being the same, uh to to just like the inertia of what are what what previously exists. Uh, we might get some pushback for excising worst and weirdest in in favor of games bad, strange, and notable, but I feel like that more accurately encompasses what we cover on this show. Cause sometimes we do cover a game that's just sort of noteworthy. Yeah. I mean noteworthy, but you know what? I'm gonna change note- notable to noteworthy. Wow. Uh, th- that's just editing noteworthy. on the fly. <laughs> and And uh, but that can just that can still be a fun discussion for so I I don't know I mean that that's that's what I am am advancing uh, as our new intro for the show.
2: So we're what what are the three? It's bad, Bad, strange,
0: strange, and noteworthy.
2: Yeah, bad, strange, and noteworthy. That's
0: good. That's good, and you know what? That's a fucking
1: t-shirt.
2: Yeah, that sounds like. uh, That sounds like sex with Nick Weiger. Come on.
1: Oh, man. Wow. Well, I
0: got to say- Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at GetPlayedPod, or send us an email, GetPlayedPod at gmail.com, or leave us a
2: voicemail at
1: six one (laughs) six two play.
2: play My name is Heather Ann Campbell, and I'm alongside our producer, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back, Bucket.
0: Edge. Uh, Guys, (laughs) (laughs) we have an amazing- amazing theme that we are kicking off with this week's episode for the entire month of November. Yes. This is a thing we've been talking about for a while and I think we're we're excited to be doing although I think we're quickly learning how overwhelming it is to do in practice. <laughs> yes. It's like yeah. it's like doing a we're, we're doing I'll say the month the month is Hideo Kojima, uh, a month-long that. exploration of the games of Hideo Kojima. So we're doing we're doing all Kojima games for the month of November. Which is kind of like, you know, saying like, hey, we're going to spend a month discussing the novels of Leo Tolstoy. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's just, we have committed to consuming a lot of content. Um, but I'm, so it's a lot to do. It's a lot to process. And, uh, and there's a reason we're picking some of the games we're doing over some others. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I mean, like, it's, it, I'm, I'm very excited to get into this. And I'm, I'm having a lot of fun so far with what I've played as far as what's on the docket.
2: I was also I was supposed to have some time off here and I am not getting that time off. So I I was like, oh, yeah, I got this. We're going to have all this free time. I'll wake up, I'll eat my breakfast, I'll exercise, and then I'll Hideo Kojember my way through Kojember. But (laughs) but I am not getting that. We are still working. And so I'm I mean, I'm very grateful for my work and I don't want to sound like I'm complaining about my job. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, but boy, oh boy, this this is doubling up. We're doubling up here.
1: Did you try hitting them with one of these? But it's
2: cojember. What? <laughs> you want Who to make me up? work? But it's cojember. Oh, oh, I should hit up my boss with yeah. that. Yeah, right. say
0: try mm-hmm. one of them But then the problem is Heather's boss is going to say, "Bah humbug! <laughs> I don't believe in the magic of cojember." <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah sure why not so what
0: are your guys history I mean like the, I, I think part of why we want to talk about we want to choose this topic it, wait it, before
2: it, we descend into gaming hell it's time oh, yeah, as always shit, to spend 70 seconds in gaming heaven I see you I see you Nick I see you trying to strip away our one of two functioning segments in this show <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna fucking let it happen
1: all right, sneaky, go for sneaky. it.
2: Appadaka, why don't you start us off?
1: Go for it, Heather.
2: Oh, man. So I have recently gotten a Mega SD, which is a cartridge that allows you to play um, uh, backup ROMs uh, and uh, for, your, for your Genesis or your Master System or, and here's the big kicker, your Sega CD. And as everybody on this podcast knows, I was a Sega kid. I have a great collection of Sega CD games, but my Sega CD drive is starting to sound pretty rattly. So plugging this in and not having to worry about audio problems or like the constant, like, uh, it sounds like somebody drab, dragging a hubcap across the street. Like it was bad sound. And I was like, this is going to go any day. So I got the Mega SD and I've been playing Sega CD games in part for Hideo Kajember. And I recently, for the first time, tried Record of Lotus War Sega CD. And the intro to that game almost made me cry. I beg you to look it up online because it is a sensitive, beautiful way to intro yourself into Time's a game. Up. Yes! Wow. Right,
0: I'll go. I'll go ahead and watch this right now. I mean, because I, I'll just open up a window and watch that. I, you know, I'm kind of made of stone, so I think it'd, it'd kind of be hard to to flap me. Let's see. Let's go ahead and watch this.
2: Are you? Wait. Hold on. Oh, <laughs> okay.
0: oh, I gotta stop. <laughs>
1: so what the listener needs to know is that Nick Weiger's camera was off for the. Uh, beginning of this podcast from start until right about now when he had uh-huh. a visual joke for us
0: <laughs> it was worth to... it we all agree it's worth it
1: yeah we it was... are... <laughs> no <laughs> people are writing about it right now i'm hearing all about it they're saying they're going that bit was gangbusters
0: um i'm also playing hades i still love an 80s
2: we're done you don't even Hades. like this segment. Time's why are you up, cheering? In, why are you going, man? I'm in love like, with
0: Aphrodite and Dionysus. It.
2: What? Loving Hades.
1: <laughs> That's a very there he goes game. again talking about which Greek uh, deities he loves. <laughs> uh, you guys played the game. You understand. Uh, let's. So
0: Hideo Kojima. Part, part of why we wanted to do this theme. Part of why we wanted to do Kojember is that Matt and I, you know, both love the the, the Metal Gear franchise and. Um, uh, but Heather, uh, uh, Kojima is one of, and and all three of us loved Death Stranding. Just Death Stranding, just like a fucking yes. favorite game of the generation tier, just like fucking unmissable experience. Um, and and so part of why we want to talk about this though is that Heather, you have something of a blind spot, if I can say so, in terms of Kojima, in that you haven't played a lot of his games other than Death yeah, Stranding. Yeah, I, I
2: have, I have played zero. Kojima games until this month before death stranding. Wow, zero. Um, And that I I knew I tried metal gear solid. Here's what happened. I tried metal gear solid when it came out Mm -hmm. and I was so put off by the control scheme and by like the sort of just like grim militant aesthetic of it. I was like, well, this game's not for me and never ever dipped my toe back into that pool. And that's, that's on me. I've read essays about how good this series is, and I never. I was like, "Well, wow, what an incredible experience this other person had." Not assuming that I would have a shared experience in a Kojima game, um, and and I've got, I've got his like I've got his uh, Sega CD game on Sega CD now. Yeah, and it's uh, I, I'm I'm telling you guys, it was. I've missed out on twenty eight years of great games because of this blind spot. I'm really excited about the month.
0: Um, yeah. What I'll say is, uh, like, other than the Metal Gear franchise, I haven't really messed around with Kojima's other works, and that's what I'm excited to explore. It would you, you, the game you're talking about is Snatcher, uh, yeah. which is one of the ones we are going to review on this show. That I'm just getting my feet wet as of this record. Uh, but it is uh, It's it just like a really. I, again, just his world building is so cool. And I understand your reticence to get into Metal Gear Solid, because if you're just starting to play it, I you know, like it does kind of just feel like, OK, this could at, at least at the very beginning or at least in the first little stretch of the of the that, you know, uh, Shadow Moses Island, um, uh, that whole infiltration mission. It can feel a little bit like, oh, yeah, well, this is like what any sort of military game. This is like a call of duty, uh, you know, uh, but yeah. It's like, and even though that game creates the Call of Duty franchise, anyway. Uh, but as you, but as you get into it, I think if you'd reached the point where you learn that, uh, one of your collaborators' code names is a portmanteau of otaku convention, you would have been completely on
1: board, Heather. Yeah,
2: I didn't. I didn't even know there were mechs in Metal yes. Gear until <laughs> I read articles about Metal Gear Solid Two. And at that point I was like, well, f- I've fucking lo- I'm I'm no longer or like I'm I'm not I'm not here for it. Right. Like when a mech showed up in this game, I was like, aha, I knew this was coming sort of. But I, I yeah, I I really I those first 20 30 minutes of the game, I'm not the kind of person who likes a Call of Duty game, and so I was just like Ugh, I don't want to fucking walk around and like kill or like not kill or whatever. Yes, to people like I'm not into this.
0: Um, the uh, it, it's and the mech is the titular Metal Gear. Like that's like the you know the 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 Metal Gears we're talking about are are mechs. Interestingly, and and we'll as we get into this game, we'll talk about it in more depth. But that was one of the things that was cut when they ported this game. Uh, when they ported this week's game, Metal Gear from uh msx to nes is they cut the 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 metal gear encounter at the very end there's no mech at all it's a supercomputer instead
2: yeah no what what are you are you saying that to me like i don't know it i know it <laughs> we have people who are listening to the show i, I, read, up maybe this. It. <laughs> I read up on you don't know it i did my homework i played the game
0: I know if you go by our listens, it maybe seems like this podcast is just for the three of us, but uh, there is in fact a listenership. <laughs> Look, there is an audience. Uh, but yes, I, I will. I, I want to say, oh, go on, Heather, please.
2: I, I also want to say, I'm gonna. I'm uh, this month is gonna be a lot of me like like putting forward like I talk a big game about games. Like I'm oh, I've got this big game collection. I've got a fucking shelf of Super Nintendo. Like oh, I've Sega CD, like, like I talk a big, I'm learning so much about video games this month. 100%. Like, I did not know that the MSX existed until we played this game. I was like, when, when we were like, oh, we should play it on the MSX because so much stuff was changed and cut in the NES version. I was like, the what? Like, I thought it was like one of those like turbo graphics variants or something like, oh, it's the PC duo engine uh, you know, at home hotel installation. Like <laughs> I had I, never heard of this, and it was also the MSX two. This game was developed for, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this was maybe MSX and the sequels MSX two. I I could be wrong there, I'm, but either way, these are platforms that weren't released in the U.S. And, and I'd uh, never heard of them. It's understandably, though. I mean, this was, you know, this was uh, way back in the day. This was before even the internet when this was happening, so you wouldn't have even known of its existence, you know. Uh, so it's uh, the NES port of Metal Gear as kind of stripped down and mangled, and Kojima has washed his hands of it. Has basically just said, like, this is not mine. You know, this is not He's- the version of Metal Gear.
2: <laughs> Mike, can I? I'll tease this: Is that my? Please, maybe, maybe we were wrong. One of them is from. Kojima about the NES version.
0: Of this <laughs> I'm very excited. um But the but it, it's but also the NES version because of its popularity in North America was you know such an important entry in the franchise. It's, it was what introduced me to the series, and it sold like a insanely. It sold like a million copies in the U.S. Um, and it's still a very playable game. It's just got a lot that's that's changed from its from the creator's original vision. But let, let's step back for a second. I do want to talk about Kojima a little bit, and you know, you talked about your blind spots, uh, or, or you talked about a little bit about things you were learning, Heather, and 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 your own blind spot. And for me, what I'll say is, even as a fan of of the Metal Gear series, what I've just encountered is much like Solid Snake's uh, accelerated aging, as I have been aging. Uh, I you know you just miss out on certain games and so I've the games I've never played are and they're not ones we're visiting for this month but I've never played Metal Gear Solid 4 or 5 and if I go back to me playing Metal Gear Solid uh, on PlayStation 1 or Metal Gear Solid 2 and and, and uh, you know on PlayStation 2 the idea that I would jump you would jump ahead a decade and change and I'd just be like so busy with adult responsibilities fucking working Garbage jobs and et cetera, all that sort of shit. That I would like miss out on parts four and five. It would it would seem unthinkable, but I just I've never I didn't get around to playing them at the time, and then I haven't revisited them since. So I, I don't know. I mean, like it's it's it, it just revisiting the series and looking through all the lore and everything. It's been interesting because this is such a such a series with so, such in such unbelievable lore. It's been interesting to to recognize they own p- the 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 parts that I have where I'm just like, oh yeah, I I I, I didn't play this entry, or yeah, I'm not as uh, not super familiar with this, uh, you know, this part.
2: Yeah, I think I think at the end of this month we should all circle up and talk about the stuff that we've learned, both about ourselves and about mm. games in general. Like we should like we we should end this like an episode of Sailor, well maybe not Sailor Moon, they never learned anything, but like GI Joe would be like and that's the real battle, or whatever the fuck they'd say. I don't know. I didn't watch G.I. Joe. Jerry Springer, Why? maybe?
1: <laughs> like a <What>? final thought? <laughs> <laughs> that's more of the tone, for sure. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> um, I, 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 I'm curious, and, and Matt, I want to hear a little bit of, of your thoughts uh, on on Kojima as well, or, or, or the Metal Gear series, or, or just, like, I don't know, fucking anything you want to say.
1: Um, I, well, here's what I'll say. I, so I grew up uh in the i mean i would watch my uncle i've talked about this before i used to watch my uncle play games like more than i would play games myself i would go over to my grandma's house and then watch my uncle just play whatever new game he got and sometimes i wouldn't be very interested um or in other times i would just be like i don't know what i'm watching and i can't stop and one of those was metal gear and i was like i don't know why this speaks to me but I was very into it. I watched him like go all the way through Metal Gear and Metal Gear uh, Two, um, or you know, Metal Gear Solid One and Two. And um, I guess my my first Metal Gear that I played on my own was uh, Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater, which I've said is one of my all time favorite. Games, yes. Period. Um, I think
0: you know the best of the series. It, it, and again, you know, I have a couple. I have some games I haven't played in the series. But uh, but if you kind of, ju- it seems like the consensus is that Metal Gear Solid Three is the best in the series.
1: It's so good. And I've messed around with four and five a little bit, but just like they seemed so big mm-hmm. that I was just like, I I'm daunted by the size of like and scope of this. So I just never finished them. But um, I Metal Gear Solid Three for me was like the first game that i played where i felt like i wasn't playing games for kids anymore or i mm. was like instead of like a, a game based off a movie that i liked or just like right. uh, you know a, a game that seems like it was for kids i was like oh shit this is like this is um this is a grown up game uh, <laughs> but i so i love that game and i also played um i've only played that metal gear myself and um uh peace walker for the psp oh uh, yeah which is also great And and I think set in a similar time to um, Snake Eater. Oh, and then my other only experience with it is uh, Death Stranding, which I've been texting you guys. I'm uh, yeah, you know, we'll get into. Well, I well maybe we'll hear more about that someday. I mean, we could just we could
2: just tell the audience the schedule. We have. We could. We have. Sure. Let's do it. Let's do it.
1: Okay. So right now you're about to hear us talk about. Metal Gear. That's this episode. Next, Snatcher, right? Then, Metal Gear Solid 2, um, Sons of Liberty. Sons of Liberty. Uh, and then after that, we're talking PT, baby. We're going to go PT. And then after that, Death Stranding Part 2. Five Mondays in Kojember. How lucky are we? Wow. It's a Kojember miracle. <laughs> God bless
0: us, everyone. <laughs> um, Oh, look, Heather's boss's heart (laughs) has turned. He (laughs) believes in Coach Ember now. Now, I think some people who are maybe listening, who are because you know, metal, the Metal Gear franchise is so huge, and maybe if you're a real Metal Gear head, if you're uh, if you're a super fan of that franchise, you might be a bit going like, wait, you're 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 not talking about Metal Gear Solid, you're not talking about Metal Gear Solid Three, you know, I, I, I mean, you're not talking about four, or four or five. I mean, it's it's like like what are you doing? But I think the way to think about it is, and I don't know why I'm immediately getting defensive, but I'm just anticipating. It. <laughs> comments i guess but i'm just like i think the way to think about it is like if you were gonna say like hey let's talk about all all, let's talk about george lucas for a month that Mm -hmm. doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean hey we're gonna do five star wars films over five mondays wait you know what i mean wait
2: but you went with george lucas where i mean like arguably you'd be like american graffiti and the rest should be star wars
0: right i I think i mean let's say okay fuck it fine George, Lu- uh, George Lucas is a bad comparison. James Cameron. Let's say we're going to do yes. James Cameron. Okay,
2: it's like, Here, we go. It's like Here we go. Avatar 1, 2, 3, one, and 4. 1, 2, 3, one. <laughs> Did we just do the same bit? <laughs> I said, but
1: I did Avatar.
2: Oh, okay. I said Titanic.
0: <laughs> but yeah, in a hypothetical future where all five <laughs> Avatar movies have come out and all in sequence become the biggest uh, movies in box office history, uh, I, 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 like, in that future... <laughs> <laughs> A James Cameron podcast would not necessarily just cover the Avatar franchise. You no, know what right. I mean? You want to hit up your your Terminators, Piranha. your Titanics. Exactly. You might want to do The Abyss just to get weird.
2: Yeah. You'd do, you'd do Piranha 2. You'd do uh, True Lies. You'd do uh, Strange Days, which he wrote. And then you would do... Um, you'd probably have to do Aliens, right? Aliens, yeah. Aliens
0: is yeah. an option. And yeah. I, I think there's there's maybe something to, you know... No I, response because I mean,
2: because that was that was a terrible list I just positioned, and you just like blew past it. Like, oh yeah, that's what we would do on a Here's James a thing. Cameron. That was a good list. list. I thought it was I like oh, good my movies. <laughs> I like
0: True Lies. True Lies is awesome.
2: It's racist. We can't watch that. We cannot do a podcast about True Lies, no matter yeah. how many times you ask me. Nick Weiger, fan
0: of True Lies. I think we should do a podcast about True Lies and talk no. about and defend no. it. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, it, it's a but but that's kind of our approach is like we wanted to not just do a Metal Gear Solid month. We wanted to be like, hey, let's tackle some other games that are maybe less heralded, less known, but are also like, you know, interesting. And, and I think, you know, certainly certainly Death Stranding 100 percent, as we already know, fits that profile, but I think as does uh, as does Snatcher and certainly PT is notable for its own reasons. But let's get into Metal Gear.
2: Wait, Great. before we do, I want to say that uh, we also flirted with the idea of doing police knots, and so I investigated uh, how to play police knots on Saturn, which is the uncut version of police knots.
1: Finally Much like got a it police knot running. yourself.
0: Should I turn my camera off? <laughs>
2: So, I investigated how to play Police Knots <laughs> in English on the Saturn. <clears throat> and I've only played the first, I don't know, three minutes of that game. And it's fucking crazy already. <laughs> it starts with live action footage of a bunch of people going to space uh, and like clips of the space race. And I don't know what the rest of the game is, but I was like, there are some tropes. And there are some, uh, they're Kojima esque tropes. Yes, that we will start see start the genesis, the soil from which these tropes blossom. We can see at the level of MSX, Metal Gear.
0: One one hundred percent. You're absolutely right. A lot of a lot of themes, a lot of characters, a lot of just like you know names of things are just are just set up in in this, in this, his first, uh, first game, um, let's get into Metal Gear, which was released in 1987. My notes are telling me that your initial thought was correct, Heather. It was for the MSX2 computer, and then later ported to the NES.
2: Can I read translated from the Japanese MSX2 and Famicom version manual what this game is about?
0: Yes, please.
2: Near the wait, hold on. Can we have some? Can we have like a? Can you choose a, a the background music from? The game, like the 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 first overworld music to play underneath my reading of this, Matt Apodaca, would that work? Yeah, can we do that? Yeah,
1: it'll. You won't hear it now, but you'll hear it later.
2: I don't oh, so- believe you. I don't believe you at all. <laughs> it's gonna happen for sure. I <laughs> promise you. No, no there's now. Heather? Now that I said I don't believe you, there's no way it will. It will be my voice in silence. No,
1: Just I, could, I could do that to Nick. I couldn't do it to Heather. I couldn't do that
2: to <laughs> you. I, I don't trust. There's no way. The last episode, I had this big epiphany about humans and like how I'm the problem. But I think right now, I'm not the problem. I think you're going to do this to me. up Here,
1: I'm going to play it now so you know for sure that it's going to happen. All right, great. Wow.
2: Near the end of the 20th century, a Special Forces unit was founded in secrecy in order to deal with the local insurgency, regional conflicts, and terrorist activities. Its name is Special Forces Group Foxhound. The unit specializes in carrying out unconventional warfare by infiltrating into hostile territories in total secrecy, which are too politically sensitive to intervene through normal military force. They are regarded as the modern-day equivalent of ninjas. That's the that's the beginning. I mean, I could read the whole wow. thing. Wow, really good. But I, I I mean, there's some really there's some good text. There's some good crunchy. It's like I'm like you're eating a chili. There's some good text.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, hey, what well, while well, we're uh that umami text, you know that just sort of that really savory oh text, you're really sinking yeah. your teeth into. Yeah. <laughs> while we're while we're reading uh, from the manual, can I read uh, the uh from the U.S. NES manual? Which sure. was, which has some invented, weird, non-canonical '80s jingoistic lore that please. is, uh, maybe offensive on the level of True Lies. Wow, uh, Matt, Here. Matt, Matt, put some music under this, please. <laughs> oh no! All right, Vermin Katafi, terrorist at large. Colonel Vermin Katafi, a once-tranquil shepherd boy who grew up on the remote banks of the Sam Sam River in Outer Mongolia with his 27 sisters, turned to terrorism at an early age. Now, after years of pillaging innocent people, he has taken control of Outer Heaven, a small nation on the outskirts of South Africa. Here he is the sole tyrant and radical dictator. He rules with bullets and bombs, and only a few months he has outlawed democracy and turned harmless villagers into mercenaries for a global terrorist network. Katafi does not appear in the game. Uh what the bad the guys in the, in the manual are called the Elite Scum Squad, not tr- not not reflected at all. They made a uh, they made a sequel to this without Kojima's permission f- for the NES, an NES only sequel called Snake's Revenge, which is reviled by by many. It, it has a few defenders. The bad guy in Snake's Revenge is called Hyarola Kakamami. Which is a pun on eighties uh you know US villain Ayatollah Khomeini. So it's it's just like a bunch of just fucking weird swings and whiffs at at, at you know Cold wow. War nationalism in here.
1: Why Jeez. do that when like Kojima in, in the version that Heather read gave you like like you said, that umami. That's like they that's just some really like meaty stuff. And then they just yeah. kinda like made it whack.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a bummer.
2: Also, the rest of the the manual is—I mean, like—I didn't read it because it's a lot, and and that's a theme I think of Kojima's is like when he—he's when got some text. There's a lot of text.
0: Yeah, more is but, more. Yeah, cutscenes keep going, one hundred percent.
2: But like, it's so it's so good, and it's so interesting. Like, I I I I mean, like guys, I'm really excited. I'm really excited about this month.
0: Um, um so me me too 100 and even playing this game i was like so you know again i'd only ever played the nes version i never played the msx version one thing i'll say is that and and i think the version we were all playing is the one that's included with metal gear solid 3 Subsistence. so as playing it on, on the playstation 3 mm-hmm. is that what you guys are playing
2: hold on wait 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 let's let's talk story real quick real real quick oh since yes i just did this setting okay yes so um uh there is a uh Terrorist organizations, uh, which is a separatist state in uh, Africa, uh, which is called Outer Heaven. And your boss, big boss, sends you on a mission to infiltrate Outer Heaven. You are playing Solid Snake, a rookie soldier who was recently enlisted into Foxhound, which is a... uh, What is Foxhound? What would you call it? It's a special forces group? I guess that's in the paragraph. Special forces group. Uh, you are dropped off in the game with nothing. You, are, you have a wireless transceiver and your fists, and you collect items in as you infiltrate this base, try to uh, rescue hostages, and eventually disarm, disable, and destroy their ultimate weapon, Metal Gear, which you find out is a nuclear-armed walking mech. And it can cover any kind of terrain, launch nuclear missiles that can hit anywhere in the world. And the uh, goal of this weapon is to allow Outer Heaven to become a nation state recognized in the world and uh, allowed to influence global affairs.
0: Yeah. And and, you know, I, I think the the figure I, I, I don't know if you mentioned it somewhere in there, but the figure that you're communicating with throughout the game Uh, on your it's it's not called the codec in this i forget what they what they call your trans i think it's just called your transceiver. transceiver Mm -hmm. yeah you're communicating with your transceiver again you know the thing that's that's established in the very first one that continues on for every entry in the franchise is a big boss yeah okay then i'm sorry Then a big boss is a hugely important character in the metal gear canon um, and you know, is your player character in some previous entries? I also just want to talk about the chronology of this series real quick because it is very complicated in terms of this is the first game that was made in the franchise, but it comes somewhere in the middle of the chronology. So kind of like you know, kind of like star wars. it's like star wars a, a new hope is kind of like in the middle of where everything uh there there are entries that came before and after that are canonical uh the uh. Ah, uh, the sequel, Metal Gear Two: Solid Snake, takes place afterwards. So that's the other one that's also on the MSX2. A uh, Metal Gear Solid, which is kind of, I, you know, the the way I think to think about the Metal Gear, Metal Gear Two: Solid Snake, and Metal Gear Solid games is kind of like, and this may be someone else's comparison that I'm stealing, that I can't remember what the source is, but I, but I I think this is useful is is that if you're familiar with the Evil Dead franchise. It's kind of like Metal Gear. This game is like Evil Dead. Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake, which I, I messed around a little bit with and watched a full playthrough with. And it is fascinating because it's such a it's like a Super Mario World to Super Mario Brothers uh, for this game. That that one was never, uh, I don't think, released stateside prior to Metal Gear Solid 3 subsistence. Um, and so it's so it kind of like like uh, Evil Dead is Metal Gear. Uh, Metal Gear 2 is kind of Evil Dead 2. It's it's just like the same story, the same basic concept, a lot of the same set pieces re, remade but with a higher production value, a higher level of polish. And then Metal Gear Solid is kind of Army of Darkness. Again, kind of just making the same sort of thing again, the same character you know, but just a little bit more polish and a little bit more uh, of an audience for it. Um, But the, the jump from Metal Gear to Metal Gear Solid is so vast, from this one to Metal Gear Solid, that it's kind of like if you know, in 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 North America, Super Mario Brothers came out and then we didn't see another Super Mario until Super Mario 64 came out. Yeah. You know, there, there's no Super Mario 2, 3 or World to bridge the gap. You're just kind of like, whoa, this series, this is a fucking huge leap.
2: And I, I think that that's also that there's like a, it, I think one of the things that's incredible about this game is that all of this stuff that he's setting up in this game comes back. And yes. shows up in all his later games. Um, like if I, I'm, I'm guessing that if Konami didn't own all of the words in this, that these concepts would have shown up even in Death Stranding, mm-hmm. because a lot of these concepts are sort of like crossbred into all of his other media. This was yeah, like definitely. this is like his sandbox, and he's like these are the things that I like, and I'm just going to keep resculpting them over the course of the next thirty years. That's Awesome. It's like it's like if the Jedi showed up in, oh boy, is it Red Wings? What is Red the Tails? There it is, Red Tails. Like if the Jedi <laughs> showed up in Red Tails.
0: <laughs> Indiana Jones shows up in Radioland Murders. It's like, yeah. all right. Um, yeah, it, it, you're absolutely right. It's, it's fucking awesome. And I, I just like, the lore for this is so complicated and so incomprehensible, even if you're, you have to be like a scholar. You have to be like someone who studies like Proust uh but for kojima to really understand and and decipher everything that's going on here it's kind of like like I feel like the Metal Gear franchise is for people who felt like the narrative in Kingdom Hearts was too straightforward. <laughs> it's so just jumps all over the place, and it and so many characters, and 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 so much backstabbing, and you know double crossing, and reveals. Uh, I it's 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 just fucking rad. But let's let's get into the gameplay a little bit. So the big thing here is this was one of the early efforts at a, at a stealth game, and. Early, it,
2: I, I thought this was the progenitor of stealth games. I thought this was the one. It, in, I mean, the, it may
0: very well be. It may be very in well articles be the first one. In I've
2: read, They uh, Kojima was asked by the developers to create a military game. And yes. he was like, well, what if I made a military game where you, you weren't supposed to shoot anybody? And his bosses were like, what the fuck? Are you serious? And apparently he also put on Twitter... Uh, a bunch of his original design documents complete with their rejection stamps on the original pages for the MSX uh, Metal Gear, which is wow. uh, it's, it's a real nice fuck you to whoever said <laughs> no. Um, but this game was new. It was new to avoid enemies to the best of your ability. Now, I will say on yes. that level, it fails. Like, there is no punishment for, for avoiding enemies, you have infinite punching like it's not like you get tired from punching like it's in most of the game it is conceptual that you would avoid the enemies if if not a little bit harder i found it significantly easier to hide behind a, a thing for the most part and when it, when it, when you get farther in it's it's easier to like run away from them or like avoid them especially when you get to get like cameras or things that you can't physically harm uh but initially it's like yeah, avoid detection as best as you can, Solid Snake. And it's really easy to just punch those dudes and, right. and, and take them out.
0: Well, I'll say, I mean, you know, and and... Uh, I knew this before we even started this podcast, but I'm not as good at video games as you are, Heather. Uh, and I found this game uh, on its default difficulty anyway, pretty challenging. Like, I feel like it's pretty easy to get shit housed if you, if you, you know, are, are detected and you can, you can get overwhelmed pretty easily. So I, I, I but, uh, but I do get what you're saying that like, it's kind of crude from a stealth standpoint because it doesn't have a lot to it beyond don't get seen um, in someone. And, they don't even have a cone of vision in this one. It's just like, don't come into basically their immediate line of sight, their immediate proximity. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, and then as far as dispatching them, it's nothing like you could, you sneak behind them and you could, you choke them out or something. Uh, you know, there, there's, there isn't even like a crouch mechanic. You just literally run up to them and punch them a bunch of times. Um, and, and before they notice you and before they can start shooting you. Uh, but, but yeah, it, it is like a little limited in terms of how the stealth actually works. But it is just cool. And what I remember from it as a kid is just like one of the things that really stuck with me from playing this game as a kid uh, that has been a thing again, it's a very simple thing, but something that I think is, is, st- it sticks in everyone's head from or throughout the Metal Gear franchise is that you could hide in a cardboard box to evade detection. Yeah. Which I was always just like, this is the fucking coolest thing imaginable especially from from kids from a kid's like imagination standpoint of like oh i can pretend to be a, a a spy by hiding under a fucking uh you know box of fish sticks like that's like the fucking coolest thing in the world and that it exists in this game is just like it's such a it's such a novel interesting mechanic um and and again something that kind of got established and explored later on in the franchise
2: I will say that I have, even with no familiarity outside of like articles and like Smash Brothers reveals of the Metal yes. Gear franchise, I had this sort of like vague pop culture consciousness of it. And I knew about things like Outer Heaven and Big Boss and the cardboard box. And right. I was shocked that the box is in this game. It feels like... I couldn't believe it. It, it also feels like, like having it in this game was a cool idea that Kojima had and then he was like, once he started making the games in 3D and this is all conjecture, this is not something I've read, he was like, wouldn't it be funny if we kept the box? Like, right. Because now the box itself is like a deployable arms mechanic that you, that you use in a Metal Gear game but originally it was like, hey, that's a really clever way of demonstrating to a player on a very basic video game system how you might be able to uh, control space in a different way by hiding in the box, only moving when the cameras aren't on you and then remaining in the box so you don't uh, set off anybody's alarms or be detected or whatever. Um, I I think one of the things that from playing Only Stranding, (laughs) I've only played his second game and his first, most recent game. That's the only Kojima I've played. (laughs) Uh, which uh, is that he seems to have taken these concepts from early video games and continued to hold on to them because he thought they were bizarre. And uh, like, it's like if the newest Mario was photorealistic and Mario was like eating mushrooms off the ground to become large, we would be (laughs) like, this is nuts. Uh, but he's done it with all these, like, they were necessary elements of gameplay in this first Metal Gear. Does that make sense?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And, and you know, like uh, uh, other elements like the gas mask and, you know, because the, the mind detector, um, the infrared goggles, things that you discover and, and need to progress, um, you know, putting on the infrared goggles to see, uh, uh, you know, lasers that you have to evade. Um, all that sort of shit also gets explored. The big one for me, because I'm also replaying as we're going to get into, since we're going to get into Metal Gear Solid 2, I was like, I might as well replay Metal Gear Solid 1. It's not that long. And and like I mentioned, it is in a lot of ways a, a 3D version of this game. Um, but the remote con- controlled missile sequence where you're using the remote controlled missiles over an electrified floor is basically just like done verbatim in 3D in Metal Gear Solid.
2: Yeah, it's it's just really cool that this is, the most it, it feels like a design document for a later game, right. It, it feels like he, he was like, Oh, you would guide a missile and it would kind of look like this, and it was like a drawing version of something that you would execute in three d later. Um that being said, I, I I don't know about you, Nick, but this is not a pleasant game to play. <laughs> This is, <laughs> no, I mean, this is an like, unenjoyable experience.
0: <laughs> I, I agree. And and like I said, you know, I'm glad there's an easy mode in this because it's it's pretty difficult and there's a lot of uh, I, I, not necessarily backtracking, but I feel like if you don't have a guide, I would say if you want to tackle this game and you're just like you have some curiosity, maybe you played the NES version as a kid and, and you want to boot this up or you just you just want to see how Metal Gear began. Get a walkthrough and play it on easy mode, yeah, because it's just it's it's uh, like a lot of the stuff you can miss things that you need because you didn't go in the right truck and the, the you want the the leftmost truck is the one that has the item that you need to progress and the one in the middle is filled with uh, you know uh three guys with guns who are gonna completely shit house you. It's just like some of the stuff it feels like is you know very early eight uh, bit design things uh, uh, that, that hasn't aged well.
2: Yeah, it feel the feeling I had of this game was like I was I had a hard loaf of country bread with no condiments and pe- somebody was like, "Yeah, but later though this will be used to make a sandwich." Like it is unenjoyable. <laughs> it is unenjoyable to eat that bread like just hard and raw. Uh there's there's a gameplay mechanic where you up you h- rescue hostages to r- upgrade your rank, right? If yes. you miss hostages and you don't become ultimate rank the last couple of guys won't talk to you like there's ways to get locked in the game uh, uh, unable to progress because you are either hostages have died or it's I mean it's unforgiving and it's it's grim like the color palette is like gray and green and brown and black it is yes. not I it I, I want I want to be a fan girl and be like, "Oh my god, it was such an incredible experience." Like, "Wow, what a Koji. But like, this was not fun. This was like this was yeah. like work to get through this game. <laughs> and and I think that that is also the feeling I got from Metal Gear Solid when I played in that like first 30 minutes. Like I was like, "Ugh, this is a, a rough. This is unenjoyable." Um I'd be
0: curious but, what you what you felt about playing Metal Gear Solid now because to be honest, uh, my feeling of playing Metal Gear Solid is that you know I, I still love the story and still got some great set pieces, but I'm I I was kind of like being I was kind of playing through it and being like you know what I don't know how well this is aged, and I think the the what what Metal Gear and Metal Gear Solid share is that they are both in kind of like that early first gen. You know, first gen 2D game, first gen 3D game. You know, what I mean, this is like yeah. when we're kind of figuring out what works and what doesn't work mechanically. And as such, they're both just a little clunky and a little rough around the edges aesthetically. Um, but still, with lots of uh, of stuff in it that's that's really worth your worth your time. Um, I did want to talk about one thing real quick, which is that in the NES version. So uh, there's some, there's some. This is just a thing I think we're, worth noting. And NES version was rushed out. The port was really, really uh, made quickly, and and it had some some really well known translation errors. Uh, the the two big ones are you both encounter them pretty early on in the game. But I feel asleep, and then the other botched one is uh oh, the truck have started to move.
2: What's wrong? What's wrong with those?
0: I mean, those aren't how you're supposed to say those sentences. <laughs> so, like, I feel asleep, you would say, maybe I feel sleepy or I fell asleep. It's one of those two. Yeah, who could Uh-oh. say? Uh-oh, the truck have started to move. I mean, you just
2: don't, you conjugation don't, you don't,
0: errors there. You
2: don't lay down at night and just go, I feel asleep. I mean,
0: maybe when I, you're when I lie down. Yeah, maybe when I'm sleeping, maybe I'm saying that in my sleep. You know, do maybe, you think, but I, I wouldn't know.
2: Do you think if I didn't understand this for real... That you would think I was an uh, an ins- insane idiot, <laughs> because um, let me let me tell you something, Nick. Yeah, what I just did is an example of the thing that you do on this podcast all the time.
1: <laughs> hey Weiger, you got yeah. Wygered.
0: Wow, <laughs> another cojember miracle. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Can I say something about uh, it's clear from this game from the get go that Kojima really likes um, movies like the, yeah. the robots in the movie or in this game are called Arnold's, right? Yes. Uh, which are a reference to Terminator. And I guess it had to be changed in subsequent versions of the game. Yeah. Um, the cover art now I'm a little bummed because I'm gonna sell it one way and then I'm gonna reveal some information. The cover art from this game is just a tracing of Kyle Reese from Terminator. Like that's the cover art. Unfortunately, uh Kojima had nothing to do with that. So it, I, I can't be like, oh, another reference, but I'd like to can we just like retcon it and say That's it. That he, <laughs> that he was like that was he his did idea. It.
1: Kojima did it. And that's, it. that's yes. not
2: unlike, like, all, seeing these things early on, uh, it, it's a little bit like seeing, it's like in Death Stranding, you see Die Hard Man, and sure. you're like, what? But now I'm like, oh, that's the thing. He does that thing. He likes that thing. And that makes yes. me happy.
1: He does it in here, too. Like, Machine Gun Kid. Uh, yeah. who has a machine gun or a fire trooper who has a flamethrower? Like he's just very much like this is what they are and this is what they have. Yeah, yeah,
0: shotgunner. Even the name Metal Gear itself. I mean, it's it's you know, Kojima's not subtle, and I think that's what part of why people love him is he's not afraid to be obvious and he's not afraid to be corny. And it's just like it's like I I don't know. I mean. We we talked about James Cameron earlier, and and we we're just talking about some James Cameron properties. But I think that's kind of like why Cameron resonates so much too. It's just like as much as people want to make fun of the Navi and of Avatar using papyrus font for its subtitles, it's just like he has a way of just with his with his just putting stuff on the surface and making things obvious uh, of of and ending up exploring universal themes that have a lot of appeal to people.
1: Yeah,
2: he's he a makes- former truck driver, and he's making movies for regular people. Yeah, I like it. I like it. And that's going to get me canceled in 10 years. For sure, that's (laughs) going to get me canceled.
0: um one one bit of trivia that i liked as as i was researching this so one of kojima's big influences other than super mario brothers was a yuji hori game yuji hori developed dragon quest a legendary figure uh he made a game called the portopia serial murder case which is a first person adventure game um similar to snatcher uh which we're we're playing uh, uh in the future but the main character in portopia serial murder case is named boss and here, here you got Big Boss, and you've also got the boss in the Metal Gear franchise. Mm-hmm. Boss, a big thing that 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 uh, ekes out through its way throughout. In the same way that Arnold uh, is is present in this game.
2: Wow. Yeah. I mean, can we talk about those hidden holes in the floor or punching the walls and how much those things suck? Yeah, they, it sucks.
0: The holes are not fun.
2: In order to progress through certain areas of the game, you have to punch the walls until you find a place that makes a different sound and then you can reveal a hidden corridor. And there is no it's not like in Mario. Well, no, it, it's it's not like in Zelda where there's like a crack in the wall and you know to put a bomb there. It's just right. like everything's textured the same and you're just punching walls over yeah. and over again. Um in the same way, there will be holes in the floor that are that are demon soul slash dark souls level difficult where you just if you walk over them, you fall. That's it. Like, there's no, there's no like, oh, if you run and then jump, there's no jumping. You just, like, it's an unforgiving, it's a grim and an unenjoyable game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, you know, it's, I, I mean, like some of this stuff I think is just, again, that early sort of eight bit design where it's, It's it's supposed to be trial and error gameplay. It's supposed to be like, okay, there's no way I would have known this was going to kill me. I just have to remember this for my next playthrough, you know, and that's part of how you get. Yeah, uh, you justify whatever this game costing $40 or $50 and 1989 dollars. I will say that that. uh, Because you can extend the gameplay that way. Um, oh, I, I I I was gonna say uh, another thing just about the this uh, things that Kojima establishes in this in this series, uh, in the MSX two version. So, fourth wall breaking is a big Kojima staple. He breaks the fourth yes. wall all, all the time, a- yes. and uh, you know it's it, it exists in a very small way in in even in this game, which is that. So big boss, and this is an element that is present in Metal Gear Solid 2, the idea that your helper is going to actually kind of deceive you. Uh oh, but big well, boss, who is
2: now I know that
1: <laughs>
0: spoiler, spoiler alert. Jesus, sorry. Christ.
2: Well, <laughs> it's
1: present. It's present in in Stranding as well, is it not? It's like a thing that he
2: likes.
0: Yes, it's a is it's it? a it's a convention. It's a it's a Kojima convention. Being misled okay. by someone who All is right,
2: fine, I'll take it. You who is
0: supposed to be your mentor. But Big Boss will at at, at at who ends up being the antagonist of this game ultimately. Uh, he misleads you and starts telling you to go in like the wrong door, or whatever, or to you right. know to go the wrong direction, which is great. But then there's even a point where he's like, "The mission is over. Turn the MSX off." He's yes. telling you, the player, to turn your 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 computer off, and I'm just like, I don't know. That's that's a really cool thing to see in a game, and and it's. It's re- we get versions of this repeated in like Metal Gear Solid famously when, uh, you know, you have to get a codec, uh, a, a Meryl's codec off of the back of the CD case and you have to physically pick up the CD case for the game that you bought and read it off of there in order to progress. Yeah, I love shit like that.
2: It's it's like uh, he, there's a sense of joy and there's a sense of like childish play. With this game and with the other Kojima game that I've played, Death Stranding, and uh, secretly, I mean, I, in order to get ahead on this month, I've I've also been playing Snatcher for a while. Uh, but there's a sense of like, didn't he also de- uh, design Boktoy? Is that what it's called? Not Boktoy, Boktai, but ba- the one where you have to use your Game Boy in the light in order to fight. Vampires. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. You're like there's a the name, sense but... of mirth about about that. That's like well, okay, what do we have in the room? We know we have our CD case. We know the Game Boy is portable. We know that uh, people are all holding a controller. We know that the controller is plugged into a certain port. Like, there's a a joy in all of those design decisions, which you could interpret as annoying or trolling, but I I feel like it's like, what common elements do we all have while we're playing this game? And for me, playing on the MSX, which you would have been, If you'd been playing it at the time, like I would, I probably would have shrieked if Big Boss had been like, "Turn off your MSX." I would have been like, "Whoa!" That's like (laughs) Mario telling me to take like a like a coffee break. Yeah, like it's so very bizarre
0: yeah and and uh, I, I mean you know again it's it's just present in it's it's infant form in this game, but I mean that's that's the case for a lot of it and I think that's why this is an interesting playthrough. but we should get to our final thoughts on Metal Gear. It's time for the review crew, review the crew. Crew. Uh, and, and so, so, what? Sum up our thoughts on this game and give it a numerical decimal rating. I can begin. Um, I think it's just it's just a you know it's just a it's just a super important game, and I, I like it for that reason. I think Heather is spot on that it's not the most pleasant playthrough. I think it's just it's you know it's a little bit difficult. It's it's got some of those arbitrary challenges. Uh, that are present in games of this era, but it, it's got so much cool stuff that I feel like it's worth at least messing around with, uh, and it, you know, it, it, in whatever format you can get your hands on it if you're interested. And, and similarly for Metal Gear 2, Solid Snake also, you know, just it's, it's, it's interesting. The thing about Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake is that it has a lot more cinematics, a lot more dialogue, um, you know, it 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 feels much more like a a a sixteen bit era game, even though I think it is on the same platform. Um, so, uh, but overall, I I was I I was like, uh, I don't know, I enjoyed my time with it. I was just like, I, I taking it's uh, putting it in the in context of, wh- of when it came out. I, it's it's like a it's a super significant game, and I think it's it's got some really cool shit in it. I'm gonna say. Seven point
2: five is that okay? Yeah, that's wow. Totally okay. Is that acceptable? I'm going to say totally this is okay. a seven
0: point five. Heather, what do you think?
2: I was going to score lower, and I still am. Uh, <laughs> I like that when you rescue Diane, she falls in love with you after telling you she doesn't know how to kill Big Boss. Yeah, uh, I like. I like that there. There's like a sort of. Um, he doesn't seem very very good at writing women. Uh, from what I've experienced <laughs> in his games. Um, that's okay. Just you what? wait. You, oh, oh, great. Um, I really love the music when you are fighting Metal Gear. And I will be honest. This game was so grueling and like unenjoyable that I was like, okay, I, I only have a certain number of hours this month to play all these games. Right. So I played about I don't know, half, maybe 60, 70% of this game, and then was like, I cannot do another room that looks exactly like another room. I have to just watch the rest of this. Uh, So I did not actually play this sequence, but after you beat Metal Gear, the coolest fucking music plays, Apodaca, why don't you hit it? Because the bass is going to explode, and so you got to get out of there. And... You haven't fought Big Boss yet, but he's like waiting for you. This is a fucking good jam. I love these tunes. It's good stuff. Um, so it's a remarkable game in that it sets up. It's like watching a Spielberg student film, uh, where like E.T. and Indiana Jones and the Holocaust all appear, and you're like, <laughs> oh man, this is gonna really set up his entire. <laughs> There's a dinosaur. Uh, I'm going to give this a seven, uh, cause wow. it was not fun. It was it was not fun at all. Um, but yeah, uh, that's it. Apodaca, what do you got?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys pretty much nailed it. It's not very fun. It's interesting. Uh, you know, it is very like telling of like what's to come and like having experienced very limited, um, metal gear, like, like I said, only, um, uh, I just forgot the snake eater and, and peace walker myself, like, because I didn't really take in the lore of uh, one and two. Uh, so, like, just seeing things that I remember, like the box, like, we talked about the box already, but seeing the box in this game really just like, like, I was done. I was like, this is great. I, I love this. I'm glad I saw my old friend a cardboard box. <laughs> 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 the least exciting item to see. I was so happy that it was there because I was just like, wow. Like, And I'm sure we'll talk about this as, a, like, as an idea uh, all month. But like, Kojima, I feel like Kojima just calls his own shots and always is just like, this is going to be a thing. So like cardboard box, he's like, cardboard box is here. Like Heather said, great. We're just going to keep seeing this cardboard box. Where, uh, so, I, I mean, I didn't have fun playing this. I do love the... I'll say the positive thing that I uh, about this game is that it made me buy the first PS3 game I've bought in who knows how long at this point, uh, like eight years, uh, and it was the um, Metal Gear Solid Legacy Collection, which contains Metal Gear Solid One as a download, uh, Sons of Liberty, um, uh, Snake Eater, and uh, Guns of the Patriots. Uh, and on uh, Snake Eater, it has Metal Gear 2 and 3 on it. So now that I own that, I'm going to be playing all the Metal Gear games. Um, I also do want to point out that I am the Snake Eater Port King because I also own it for the 3DS. Uh, wow. So I own, three, I own three copies of Snake Eater. Um, but that's not the game we're talking about. I'm going to give this game a 7. Wow. Wow. Well, Heather, those were our thoughts, but maybe we're wrong.
2: Maybe we were wrong. wrong. The uh, internet is full of contrarian opinions about all of your beloved things. And we have scoured the internet to find opinions about this game that aren't quite in line with ours. Mm. And I have um, a take from, as mentioned earlier, from... Hideo Kojima himself, uh, about the NES release of the Metal Gear game. And it goes like this. I had, this is from Nintendo Power. I had absolutely no participation in the development of the NES version. The NES version was a pitiful title developed cheaply and simply by a small team in Tokyo. It was during the bubble economy where anything and everything that that was released would sell. I came across the game in a bargain bin and tried to play it, but the game design is pretty bad. There is some gameplay that includes infiltrating a base that didn't exist in the original. However, even I, the developer of the original game, was unable to infiltrate the base even once. Furthermore, being Metal Gear, it goes without saying that Metal Gear should make an appearance at the end. However, from what I've heard... (laughs) Due to the technical difficulties in displaying this spread on the screen, they swapped Metal Gear out for a gigantic monitor. That made me see that whoever created the game had no sliver of appreciation for the players. However, even though it was an abomination, it was during the bubble economy and it sold millions overseas. The title has only soiled my reputation. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That's
0: unbelievable. Yeah. That was in Nintendo Power?
2: That was in Nintendo Power, which uh, used to do like developer interviews, and they apparently printed that entire <laughs> Jesus. It's
0: like the most incendiary thing I've ever heard in Nintendo, in the pages of Nintendo Power. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> I got a GameFAQs review by Cynics. Subject, this is what started it all? It baffles me how people can take games like Friday the 13th and claim they suck because of the sound graphics and challenge. You can understand what you need to do right away in that game, and at least if you attack, you can make an attempt again if you miss rather than die. And Gojiba and Konami have continued the fine tradition of making these games irritable and boring through MGS and the horrendous Metal Gear Acid. If this is what fans clamor for, then I'm no fan. Jumps off bandwagon, rating 1. Wow.
2: Wow i have I have one more that was also si- by
0: Hideo Kojima
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have a third one from Hideo Kojima under the name Ninja Turtle Pickle on Reddit <laughs> um, and uh he writes about the m s x version i it's not Kojima, please don't if you are on twitter don't please I know that it's not him that's the joke it's how you do. You establish the pattern and then you continue the pattern. Anyway, Ninja Turtle Pickle writes, "I love Metal Gear and I love old bit games, but fuck this game to hell. I will never play this shit again. That's it. And it's got eight <laughs> upvotes.
1: <laughs> wow.
2: I wonder how like
0: it, it's. I, I just the hostility to this is is fascinating because I, I like I think it's it's got elements where like we said that that haven't aged well, but." I don't know. It's 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 still like an, just a just an interesting game. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm just like I, like I, this is what, it's it's surprising to me that it, that there, there's just such a harsh negativity to it.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's because of the world, Nick. That's the world. That's
0: true. I forgot about the
2: world. The world <laughs> is a it's miserable out there, and, yeah. and everybody's upset and angry, and so they, uh, they 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 play a game and they don't like it, and it ruins their life. Uh and I can understand that being that our podcast used to be the worst and weirdness weirdest, but now we're the (laughs) bad, strange, and note notable. Noteworthy. Noteworthy.
0: Fuck, it just doesn't work, does
2: it? No, read your t-shirt, Heather. It's right there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're going back to worst and weirdest. (laughs) Cancel Cojember.
2: Oh God. Uh, We're
0: doing Pac-Man 2 next week. It's time for the question block.
2: Is that it's, it was my attempt at the um the the alert oh, sound. Oh, the
0: alert sound. I like that. It not quite it's
2: not the beding.
0: exclamation uh, should it should be the exclamation block this month and hey, yeah.
2: Hey.
1: Okay, it's the exclamation right. block.
0: It's the exclamation time? block.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Perfect.
1: Okay. So this um Exclamation uh, comes from uh, our voicemail, and uh, I'm just going to go ahead and play it right now. Good evening, team, of How Did This Get Played. My question for you is that I was always in love with Banjo-Kazooie since it first came out. Then the sequel for the second one came out, Banjo-Kazooie. And then I was completely uh, just dismayed on when it switched over to Xbox and they converted it into some kind of like, almost like a Grand Theft Auto kind of series so my question for you guys is what was a sequel that you guys fell in love with and then after they created a new one they took it into a complete di- different direction and completely ruined the series thank you and have a good day
0: wow great question very great pleasant question. caller yes uh, thank I th- you so much banjo kazooie nuts and bolts i think was the one where they added uh, these these vehicular elements um yeah, uh, anything come to mind for you guys? A sequel that completely betrayed its roots?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, uh, Super Mario 2 is just not... It Nothing's in line with the first Mario Brothers game, and I never played that whole series ever again after I was betrayed like that. It was just... Oh, no. I. <laughs> oh,
0: Heather, you missed out on so much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why did you do that to yourself? Um, it, well, it is a, can but, I... As a yes, Sega, smart. as a Sega kid, um, I was real frustrated by the Dreamcast Sonics, and mm. I really like. I loved Sonic so much, and when Sonic Adventure came out, I was like, "But you can't like the yeah, going fast is fun, but there's like you can control Sonic, and the control that you have as you go fast and as you memorize the level." Yes, you can do that with the Dreamcast game, but most of the time you're just like slamming into a cliff or not really knowing where to go. And I was bummed out and I feel like that choice in Sonic has been the only choice up through like Sonic Mania and the Game Boy Advance Sonics that was a huge it was a huge disappointment for me. Um I miss you Sonic. I hope I hope you come back uh and you're okay.
0: I think the you know I, I I'll disagree with you slightly. Just I think the well, the Dreamcast yourself the, Nick. You know what? <laughs> all right, fine. I'll I'll go fuck myself then. <laughs> <laughs> I I I feel like the Dreamcast, uh, the Dreamcast sequels or, or the Dreamcast 3D Sonics, like Sonic the one and two. I, I think they were they were all right. I think they were pretty decent. Um, but uh, you know, you're a you're a fighting game fan. I know the Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite was not well received. Did you ever mess around with that?
2: Uh, no, I did not because, again, it, it felt like it went in a direction that I was not uh, interested in following it.
0: Yeah, um, I totally get it. I mean, for me, I think the uh, the, uh, the one that comes to mind. It's actually a game I like though. That's the because I, I I'm thinking about uh. I, I'm thinking about Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link, which has mm. the side-scrolling element and kind of this world map where, you know, uh, it, it's, it's pseudo-random encounters. It's got the, yeah, it's got side-scrolling dungeons, but I still think that game is pretty fun. It's just so different and divergent in the same way that Super Mario Brothers 2, aka Doki Doki Panic, is from part one. Um, that's one that comes to mind. Uh, I don't know. Oh, you know what? You know what's one that's a big one? And again, a game I like, but I think just the aesthetics was such a misfire. Prince of Persia, Warrior Within. I know you love this franchise, Apodaka. Maybe this is going to be your answer.
1: I was going to say, yeah, such a... uh, I mean, what? It was like mid-2000s, sort of like new metal uh, makeover uh, for Prince of Persia. And I mean, I'll confess, when it came out, I was young. I was like, this fucking rule. (laughs) 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 <laughs> fuck yeah every game should do this um but like yeah going back to it it is such a um, uh, it's so corny because i think they were trying to compete with god of war and they they took the wrong thing right. away they, they could have just made it bloodier uh instead they're like no he's also uh he also uh, likes rock he also yeah. rocks any fucks? yeah any fucks <laughs> um
0: I, I, as far as franchises in general, I, I think a big one is Star Fox, like, cause did Star Fox, I feel like has, how mm-hmm. long has it been since there's been like a really good Star Fox? Has it been since Star Fox 64? Was that the last one where it's just like, I mean, Star Fox adventures was not good. And, uh, you know, I think it, some of the, some of the, 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 th- uh, I can't remember there's a DS or a 3DS Star Fox, mm-hmm. um, Star Fox Armada wasn't very good uh it's it's just like uh, that feels like one where they need to reclaim that franchise and they need to figure that out
1: yeah my only experience with Star Fox is through smash brothers there's like a slew of nintendo characters where i'm like i don't even know what your thing is but i know that you're you're also here because everyone's here incineroar who the fuck are you (laughs) well i know that that's from yeah you know i know know you're incineroar (laughs) (laughs) uh
0: Hit us up with your questions on Twitter and Instagram at getplayedpod or send us an email at getplayedpod at gmail.com or or you can leave us a voicemail at 616-2-PLAYED. That is 616-275-2933. Hideo Kojember continues all month long. And Matt, tell us next week's game.
1: Next week's game, Snatcher. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Bucket. Edge.